Hey sister, Cassie Little here to welcome you to your sorority journey, a podcast for sisters to find guidance and confidence in any season of their membership. Our rockstar guests and I have intentional conversations, discuss unpopular topics, and provide relevant encouragement to be an extension of your sisterhood. So thanks for inviting us on your journey. Are you ready to dive in? Hey sister, welcome back to the Your Sorority Journey podcast for our mini series recruitment takeover. We spent all of last week focused on potential new members, tips and tricks, behind the scenes insight to help support them. And this week we are transitioning into tips and tricks to support recruiters and chapter recruitment teams in navigating recruitment. Today's episode is called From Bumping to Networking, the transferable skills of recruitment to help you see how these like somewhat tedious tasks or really unique asks of you are actually preparing you for society, for the real world. And so if you are an officer specifically for over recruitment, a rotation group leader, maybe the vice president of membership or recruitment assistant, I want you to be thinking about if these different areas of the chapter, you all are facilitating a way for more long-term transferability, like more long-term use and how those skills are helping develop your members, not just for this moment and for the fanfare of recruitment, but for um, other spheres of their lives. I think oftentimes we look at sorority as this four-year standalone experience. It's a lot of fun, a lot of unique parties, a lot of um, unique I don't know, expectations from ritual to recruitment um, to sisterhood retreats and all these things that are just exclusive to sorority, when really these organizations are social organizations designed to really equip us for society, right? For those dream jobs that you have, for those uh, long-lasting relationships that you can cultivate through and beyond college, Um and lifestyles that are really reflective of like holistic health and wellness. So we want to help you see how recruitment is actually helping you prepare to handle those things really well. And I think like any good, um, busy season in any field or industry, there comes this like somewhat calm before the storm that you might think we're sitting in right now, right? As we prepare a few months before recruitment, we are being a little bit more heightened on social media, probably, right? Trying to communicate what our brand is to potential new members and help them see the value of membership before they show up on campus in August. And I think social media, one, we go into in depth in our first episode of the mini series, Instagram speaks louder than round one. Um, But I want to talk about it today just from a recruiter's perspective, right? Maybe it won't be Instagram in the future. Maybe it will be more LinkedIn. But regardless, your employer wants you to be promoting and a strong ambassador overall of their brand, of their company. They want you to be proud of what you're associating yourselves with. And oftentimes we do that um, in our interactions and our conversations, but also publicly on social media by the things that we post, the ways that we talk about our chapter. And so you as a recruiter are able to utilize your personal social media to demonstrate the value of the membership experience that you have been a part of, both 
for potential new members who see your letters in your Instagram bio or click your profile from a tagged photo in a chapter or panhellenic feed, right? Both for PNMs, but also for the community at large, right? Um, as you look at other chapters as like healthy competitors, right? Um, as in the professional sphere, like uh, there are tons of different competitors in every industry and that's no different in sorority, right? Being able to showcase what it is that you are loving about your chapter and the benefits of your sorority membership helps the other chapters on their campus consider if those are offerings that they have for their members. We don't want to think about recruitment as competitive, but in a really healthy way it is. Oftentimes in the professional world, if you are saying that there is no competition in your industry, that means there's no demand for it, right? If there's no competition, for example, for sorority um, consulting and education, then there's no demand for the work that I have to do, right? In the same way as if no one is creating a story experience on your campus, but you, there's not going to be very high demand for it. So I want us to think about competition as a really good thing. It means that there is a lot of demand for what you have to offer. So using social media as a way to showcase and like market your sorority experience personally, not even from the social media um, manager or chair or digital storyteller on your team, but just from your personal experience can go a really long ways. And that kind of leads us into pre-recruitment, whatever that looks like for you. If that is a super formal week set aside before recruitment, or if it's a little bit more informal, just a couple workshops here and there, that time is super comparable to like a company retreat or uh, any opportunity that a, a team gets to get out of the office, get maybe away from the city um, and create unity and reconnect their team with a common purpose. I think that's what pre-recruitment is for sorority, right? It's an opportunity for us to uh, get clear about what the goal is of recruitment, be rekindled on the purpose and value of our sisterhood and leave us a united front ready to welcome more people into what we're doing. Oftentimes we are really fed up with pre-recruitment. We want nothing to do with it. It's a little too much for us to handle at times. So I want you to really think about this as an opportunity to get reconnected with the people who you are aligning yourself with. And if you are in charge of that pre-recruitment week, this is my ask of you, make it intentional on reconnecting, on cultivating that common vision and leaving some of the like logistical pieces, the, uh, I don't know, the outfits, the decor, the operations to hold very little significance in comparison to your chapter feeling united and connected. It will make the operations a lot easier when you have the foundation of your sisterhood wanting to be there. Same goes with the professional team. If your team doesn't want to work with one another or doesn't care about the purpose with which they are striving, the things that you're asking of them, the ways you want them to execute tasks or in a recruitment sense, pick PNMs up at the door or how you want them to dress or what time you want to show up matters very little if they don't care about the people they're doing it with. So my ask of people who are organizing those pre-recruitment weeks, bring it back to the people and allow that to run the show 
more than the logistics, which is often our tendency. And so now we're moving into recruitment itself, right? Let's talk about these conversations, right? I think recruitment conversations we feel can be forced or fake because of how much time that we put into preparing for them, right? We learn everything about our philanthropy. We learn the entire schedule of sisterhood events and date parties for the year to share as like a sales pitch in recruitment when really these conversations are about your ability to connect a potential new member's personal experience, uh, value that she has, an area that she is passionate about in her life, something that really like stirs up um, enthusiasm inside of her with something your chapter has to offer to like bridge that gap. It also is the ability to identify a pain point that that potential new member has, something that she is struggling with, an area that she has been hurt in the past in ways that she wants to like reconcile that in sorority with a way that maybe you personally have reconciled a similar um, difficult feeling or challenge in the past with your sorority membership. Finding bridges between what your organization has to offer based on your personal experience with it and that potential new member or like client's problem or point of concern or what she cares about is so valuable in the professional space. That's super valuable sales skill if you're going into sales or really any interpersonal role that you might be interested in professionally, even if it's just working with another member of your team to help them see uh, the benefit or value of a project that you are trying to accomplish. Being able to bridge where somebody's at with what you have to offer them or what you're a part of can offer them is such a valuable skill. And I think if we look at our recruitment conversations more through the lens of what does my organization have to offer based on what I know it's offered me versus what is like the rap sheet of everything we're going to do and accomplish. It's the, the conversations you have are going to feel so much more personal and intentional because they're based on how you have personally benefited from sorority membership, not how someone else is encouraging you to sell the organization. We all know those like super uh, dry and unpersuasive sales pitches, right? That are just based on like all the fun facts and figures. Facts and figures are great. Let them come from the front in the speeches. Let the PNMs learn that stuff on the website or on your Instagram. Recruitment conversations are your opportunity to find those personal experience and practice for the rest of your life finding empathy and compassion for someone who's sitting across from you and then sharing your personal experience in the organization that they are considering joining to accomplish that challenge or overcome that pain point in their life. So that's conversations. I also love bump groups. I know not everybody loves these because those also can feel kind of forced, right? Of like, 
And in three, two, one, my sister, Sarah is going to come bump me out of this conversation, right? Those transitions can feel really awkward, but I think it is such a valuable skill to learn how to include someone else in a conversation. Think about all the times you've been standing around and a new person walks up and you need to find a way to either completely end the conversation you're in right now and have a conversation with them or kind of awkwardly ignore them to not take away from the conversation you're having. What an amazing skill it is to learn how to like bring them into the conversation you're having. That's a great inclusivity practice and helps perpetuate a sense of belonging in any kind of community that you're in. Belonging is typically the top reason women are going through sorority recruitment or the top reason that sisters withdraw from the sorority recruitment or from their sorority membership, right? Belonging is the reason we look for sorority. And when we don't find belonging, it's the reason we leave sorority. And so practicing simple ways like transitions, learning how to include people in conversations that we're having, greater amplifies your focus on including them in what you're a part of, not just that trivial conversation, but something greater than that. In the workplace, that is how you de-escalate workplace drama, right? Is by making everybody feel included in the conversations that are obviously appropriate for them to be included in. And if it's not an appropriate conversation, then maybe don't have it in public places, right? Like maybe um, have confidential conversations or conversations that you aren't comfortable including anyone else in on in uh, private or like tucked away spaces. So there isn't that open opportunity for them to like bump in, but finding ways, especially just like recruitment conversations to include people well, helps demonstrate your ability to help everyone have a voice and feel that sense of belonging for the people that you're a part of for the communities that you're a part of. That is such an attractive skill set to have, regardless of your career, regardless of your where you volunteer, the relationships you're a part of, the communities that you participate on in the future. Being able to help people feel and know that they belong around you will carry you so far. And the last thing that I want to end on is this concept of perseverance. I think so often in recruitment, we look at it as an isolated event, like never again in my life will I have to hustle so hard, have so little sleep, wake up so early, eat so little, be in high heels for so long to get me through to bid day. While maybe that unique combination of factors is unique to recruitment, there is a busy season in every season of life, in every industry, in every uh, relationship, right? There are just seasons that come that you have to put in a little bit more time and energy. You've got to hustle a little harder. You have to maybe sleep a little less in I don't know, miss a couple meals to like get where you're going. Um, while I encourage you in recruitment to prep meals ahead so that you are eating all day and you are guarding that time away from the recruitment room so you can sleep. This is not a unique situation, right? While maybe the heels and the chanting and the 45 million conversations that seem super shallow and quick might be unique. There are busy seasons, but you have to feel a little bit more on 
and prepared for. So the way that you walk through that in sorority recruitment is training you and giving you the confidence that you can do it again. I think it's really important in sorority recruitment to really guard your health, to guard um, what you eat, the boundaries that you set for the time that you are away from the chapter. Um, Also recognizing that sometimes there's just things that have to get done last minute and they just need to get done. This isn't the week, right? To say like, oh, I'll like worry about that next week or like add that to my agenda for Monday. And some seasons in professional life or in relationships will look the same way of this actually can't wait. And it needs to happen right now at 1130 on a Tuesday. And I have classes before recruitment the next day, whatever your story is. And you just have to get it done. So learning how to get through and persevere through a hustle season and doing everything that you can in your power to really prepare ahead of time. If that is like getting hot, getting up on your emergency, um, drinking lots of water, eating really well, um, having those like personal conversations or experiences that fuel you and practicing a lot of self-care before you go into recruitment, all will prepare you to do it again for the next busy season that you have in your life. So I hope this gives you some excitement and encouragement that recruitment isn't just this like one-time fanfare whose lessons that you will never practice again unless you are like a recruitment advisor, right? These lessons will carry you into your professions, into your relationships, um, and really translate into your lifelong sorority journey, um, whatever that looks like moving forward for you. So sister, I am so encouraged that you are choosing to really grow and take on tools and skills that are going to help you be grounded and pace yourself, not only in your recruitment experience, but in your sisterhood this fall. If you are looking for additional support to support your sorority journey, head to our show notes to learn a little bit more about the Her Sorority Journey course rest stop that will help you reflect and reset before you go into recruitment, fully aware of the value of your sorority membership and the ways that you can show up for your sisters this fall. We will see you on Friday for a very exciting episode with a special guest. Thanks for tuning in to the Your Sorority Journey podcast this week. If this episode left you with any guidance or confidence to navigate your sorority membership, we would love to hear from you. Share a screenshot of this episode on your Instagram story and tag her sorority journey so we can know what resonated with you. Also, be sure to leave a review wherever you listen so more sister friends can find this guidance just like you. Here for you always, sister. 